0: Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 1055, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now, your hosts, John and Rena.
1: Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. We're glad you're listening today. I'm John.
2: Hi, and I'm Rena.
1: And today we have a guest on the show. Woohoo! We have with us uh, Michael Baggett from Relationship Essentials. We Man, have a
2: we have a star with us today. Michael Baggett has the Relate, Resa- relationship essentials show here on Money One O Five Five uh, Fridays at four, but you've got that as a Facebook live that people can like tune into, right? Yeah,
3: people can go onto my Facebook page, Michael Baggett, B A G G E T T. Cause you know, find me on Facebook. And we do relationship essentials every Friday at four o'clock till five o'clock. And it's there on the web page or on the Facebook page for you to f- look at any time.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. I can go and watch past episodes.
3: That's c- that's correct. Cool. If you're really bored, you can listen to past episodes. So relationship essentials, really bored. We, <laughs> <laughs> relationship essentials, we try to just give every all the listeners one thing that will help them to improve a significant relationship. And for us, it's all worth it if they hear just one thing, yeah.
2: That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's very cool. Got a really great show today. I know Michael's got some great tips for our listeners. I like the idea of just one so you're not necessarily overwhelming, but feel free to overwhelm my listeners with lots and lots of really great stuff. And um, hopefully they'll want to tune into your Facebook Live.
3: Well, you guys know, like, if, if, a, if, a, if a husband and wife are struggling in any way and they can just hear one thing that will help them mm. to improve, that's worth priceless, right? Yeah. And same with the kid. If they're, you're raising kids and you can just hear one thing that will help you improve a relationship with your son or your daughter, man, that is priceless. Or Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a neighbor. But sometimes just one thing can improve a relationship quite significantly.
2: So you talk about all kinds of relationships, not just marital relationships, but like you said, between kids and coworkers, all of it?
3: Yeah, that's correct. Yes, we make it in general. Um This, awesome. this Friday, we're, we're uh, last Friday we, we had a special guest, Rick Hoppy here, and he did a, uh, a talk on parents of teens. So Ooh. we're really focusing on parents of teens last Friday and then this Friday – Uh, A couple of days from now, at 4 o'clock, Rick's going to be back, and we're really focusing in on those parents who are raising teenagers, and that is obviously a desperate need for a lot of people right now, so we're really excited about Friday.
2: Sign me up. I'm tuning in.
3: Okay. (laughs) We have
2: two. Are you having having a hard
3: time raising John over here?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't complain about my kids, but I'll I'll take all the help I can get. Uh,
3: There you go. (laughs)
1: Awesome. So what is your role, and how do you work with couples?
3: You know, so I've been a pastor for a long time. I'm really a very, you know, people hear pastor and they kind of, you know, some might freak out a little bit, but I'm just a down to earth person. I married a single mom with three kids and then we had two more and way to jump in, by the way. Yeah, Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It it looked easy before I did it. It (laughs) like I thought this was going to be a breeze. I had no idea. But no, I so and I've done a a lot of work with single adults who often feel, you know, kind of left out there. And yeah. a lot of work with uh, couples, whether they were either about to get married or they were married, done a lot of weddings, a couple hundred weddings. And then, of course, I've helped a lot of people on the backside of uh, you know, a divorce, which has been difficult. But
4: yeah. to
3: me, I'm, a, um, with, I'm with principles to live by. You can go to ptlb.com. And there we have a slogan. We believe life is relationships. And you know, if you think about it, if you're getting along well with your coworkers, you're getting along well with your husband, wife, kid. Think life is just fantastic. But when your relationships are a mess, you know, life is messy on the inside, too. So that's why we're so passionate about relationships.
2: There you go. Clean up your relationships. Clean up your life.
3: Real, yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's I... a catchy little phrase. There you go. There you go. <laughs> go. go.
2: <laughs> Takes some work, but it's well worth it. It,
3: it does take
1: some
4: work. It, it yeah. does.
1: I know for me, when relationships aren't right, it just it just has this really unsettled feeling like things just aren't right.
4: Yeah. And, absolutely.
1: and it affects not just... You know, when I'm around that person, but you know, my whole day, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this just isn't right. Yes. And it then starts to affect my relationships with other people as well, because I'm just not fully present and I'm just, you know, just walking throughout the day with all this anxiety and just
3: unsettled feeling. It's a drag. And and you know, as a society, we are more stressed than ever before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally lost three friends last year under the age of 60 who all died of heart attacks. I mean, wow. You know, stress creeps in. Mm-hmm. It has all kinds of uh, physical effects on us. And But our relationships can really add a lot of years to our life and a lot of joy to our day.
2: You know, I love that positive, um, really, aspect to that. It adds years to our lives having good relationships.
3: It really does. Yeah. Truly.
2: That's a, I've heard that about um, a, a good marriage. You know, I think men tend to live longer. Um, when they're married and in a healthy, happy marriage.
3: Yeah, I would say I'm going to live longer based on based go. on my wife's happiness right now. I'm destined to live a longer life. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, when Mama ain't happy, boy, heesh. Okay.
2: Yeah, Are you right. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, definitely worth addressing those problems. You don't want it to um, kind of like weeds in a garden, be, be springing up and, and causing problems. Go ahead and weed them out mm-hmm. as they're coming up.
3: Yeah, and, you know, that's a great point because I think a lot of times people think we can do something or say something and fix something. It's really not that way. I mean, the reality is, Man. you know, when Judy and I got married, the kids were only four, eight, and nine, and they were all really cute. But when they got older and they be- developed a mind of their own, yeah, that was a stress, a stressful not only raising kids, but what happens immediately is that stress is a multiplied between the husband and the wife, right? So we we really struggled for a long time, for I would say eleven years. So this isn't something that we could just fix or just be nice. We went through a season of, you know, trying to work things out, and now we're really, you know, enjoying the fruits of that, but, you know, really getting a relationship to where it really needs to be, it's, it's really a lifelong process, but you can make improvement along the way, and so that's what we were committed to, is just making a little bit of improvement along the way, and then sooner or later, you get to experience the fruit of that, but...
2: And isn't it a challenge for couples to be on the same page regarding parenting and all the many decisions and the policies and how do we handle this and how do we handle that? There's so many decisions to be made because of parenting together. It's like so many more opportunities for conflict or disagreement.
3: Uh, So many. Yeah. I mean, I I think that, again, that's one of those things where getting on the same page, of so many different issues. So you get on the page in one issue, and you've still got, you know, 20 others to resolve. So it just takes that, a time of getting on the same page with regard to all those different issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I hear there's really no such thing as a good, smooth sailing relationship that just takes care of itself.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to experience one. Yeah. but, <laughs> I, but <laughs> no, when, There's always a little, you know, the the, big, the key there is... You know, it really is humility and some degree of, you know, putting others first because, you know, in in, in marriage marriage marriages, what happens is uh, a lot of times I'll experience in this when I'm counseling somebody, but, you know, we'll be talking and I will share something with them. They'll go, oh, yeah, that's really good. And then they'll start digging in and taking their own positions, their oppositional opinions, right? Uh, They'll take these, like, these oppositional um, stands towards each other. And they just dig down. It's all about me, how I feel. What, th- it, And so when you start to think about the other persons or even try to understand their perspective, and you can literally, willingly, both parties can move toward the middle, mm-hmm. then that's that's progress. But it takes a lot of humility and a lot of understanding.
2: And, and really being open and willing. Uh, this is something John and I have been developing in our relationship is, is providing enough space to really seek to understand The other person and allow them the space to go inside, check it out, bring back out, you know, what's the feeling, what's the desire, and because we don't have the answer, just boom, 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 and move through it. It it takes time and effort, and I like that humility. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not our natural inclination, so that's going to require some effort.
3: Yeah, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. See, that's the problem. (laughs) See.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we like to pretend we are, though, don't we? Well, so many gonna, of us like to, we have what I, what I call a looking good shell around us.
3: That's right. And I don't want to be wrong. That's my problem. I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. But the reality is that if I'm right, that means somebody has to be wrong. Mm. See, so sometimes you have to give up the right to be right. Okay. Because if you ha- if you insist on being right, that means that the other person is wrong. And so I, I don't like to look at th- things in terms of as, as who's right or who's wrong. It's about sharing a common value that leads you both to moving somewhere together. You know, you have to have a common value that says, yeah, we both want to go there versus I'm right and you're wrong. And
2: yeah, the right and wrong thing, it's, it's easy to bring into a marriage if that was part of um, one's upbringing, you know, mm-hmm. that it wasn't okay to be wrong. Or, you know, John, you've got your experience about needing to appear smart. Right. I needed to appear competent in the family that I grew up in. You know, mm. we bring that into a marriage and just unpack it, and it just kind of comes yes. and lives. And we need to kind of navigate. And that's a real new behavior to be able to um, let go of the need to be right.
3: Yeah. And you all you got to do is turn on the TV for a few minutes a day. You look at politics, and everybody, you know. Half the people are wrong and half the people are right. Depending on, you know, like it's just so divisive. It, there's, can you imagine our relationships functioning the way government government does? We, we <laughs> we'll wouldn't, just we, shut we, it down. I know. We'll, we, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't have any. <laughs> we need to go to a
1: break. We'll be right back. You've been listening to the Impact Hour. <laughs>
0: Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now.
5: Meaning. Significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com.
4: Parents,
2: do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com.
0: Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free Free discovery session at impacthour.com. Some assembly required. Now back to The Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. <laughs> gosh, gosh.
4: I,
2: I gosh. laugh at that every time, too. <laughs> Welcome
1: back. You've been listening to The Impact Hour. Just wanted to mention that if you're listening to the show today and you have a question, something pops up. Or you are struggling in an area and in a relationship, and you would like some support around that, feel free to call us at the station here. And the number is 866-576-1055. Again, that is 866-576-1055. We'd love to have you call today, and we'd love to be able to support you.
2: And if you missed part of this or any other show, we have show recordings available at theimpacthour.com.
1: That is awesome. And, of course, you can get us as, as a podcast like we mentioned, oftentimes <laughs> going to the will give you instructions for that. So, Mike. Yes, sir. Why are you so passionate about helping people with their relationships? Is there a story behind that you'd like to share with us?
3: Well, you know, like I said, uh, you know, marrying, having, uh, you know, my parents were divorced. My dad was an alcoholic. I watched that relationship. It was, you know, awful. My mom finally left my dad when she was, when I was 15, you know, then I married a single mom with three and then we had two more. And then so uh, because of that and because of my my background in in, uh, ministry, you know, I've just come alongside thousands of uh, individuals and couples with all type of counseling. And I've seen those times when when two people really do lean in, Mm. uh, especially in a married couple, right? If they'll lean in and they'll just be committed to one another and just gosh the the transformation i 've seen people experience in marriage has been uh, you know, i I would pursue it every day i mm-hmm. would I would every day if I could help you know a couple experience that I would and then with single adults i 've seen so many single adults come out of a feeling of you know, isolation or loneliness or worthlessness or pain or grief. And to see single adults like I was before I met my wife and my wife was as a single mom. We were both thriving as individuals. Uh-huh. We were very happy. We were connected in a community of hundreds of single adults. And that's why we do Bridges. We do Bridges Sacramento. You can go to BridgesSacramento.com. You can find us on Facebook, Bridges Sacramento. And we have a regional gathering for single adults, averaging from about the age of 35 to 60. And we come together on Sunday nights from 6 to 8, and we have a blast together. And it's just the healthiest, most fun community I've ever been a part of. And it just, you know, it gives you a a community, friendships. We do all kinds of events, hiking and all kind of other stuff. We just have a blast. We share life together.
2: I love that. It's so challenging, I I think in today's society, the way, the way our society is, to actually really connect with people. And I, I see, because I talk to people about this being connected, mm. um, a lot of things are promoting disconnection, a lot of different forms of technology and just the way things are. And we're so busy and, and people just so long. It's such a basic human need to be connected in well, with
3: other people. Well, if you think people. about it, culturally, we're telling single adults to connect online. Yes. <laughs> you know, through That's it. you know, dating sites and all kinds of social media. That's not really connection. T- connection no. to me is sitting down like I am with you two.
4: Yeah. Sitting
3: down eyeball to eyeball, face to face, you know, and just really sharing life together. It's yeah. radically different.
2: Yeah, God's really put on my heart to and I'm just formulating it now to um do some in person get-togethers. Specifically, I, I desire to work with moms because their impact on their kids is oh, so huge. So true. And we, we so need support as moms. Otherwise, like like sometimes I feel like I'm crazy. So to have some support and know that I'm not alone in that is, no. is going to be tremendous. And I love the in-person nature of it. I think it's essential.
3: Yeah. And that's why we do the married life dinners. Uh, we do these these regional gatherings for married couples. The next one's on March 10th. If you go to LifeCCOnline.com, you can find out more about it. It's only $20 per couple. We... Do, make a homemade meal, and we sit people down at round tables, and I talk a little bit, and then they talk a little bit. But when you're sitting down with other couples and you're talking about all these different issues, it does just that. It makes you feel like, wow, we're not alone. Other couples are struggling. Yeah, other couples are fighting about the very same things we are. <laughs> so you're not really
2: crazy. I uh, know you're not. No.
3: John's crazy, but you're not crazy. <laughs>
2: well, we went to the last one. Um, mm. I love, I prefer to be transparent on the show. Um, Michael is actually one of our pastors at Life Community Church, mm-hmm. and uh, we went to the couples dinner that you're talking about I was very impressed I was I don't know why I was a little skeptical coming in sat at this table of um, I think there were four couples together Mm -hmm. and, and and we actually it was it was a little slow opening up, but once people did start yeah, opening right? up and sharing, I really, really enjoyed it.
3: Oh, great. Yeah. I'm so glad. It, that's it what we're thi- yeah, that's the whole idea.
2: So to, to build that over time and really get to know people, I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
3: You know, the other thing about community and relationships is that, you know, we think about isolation and loneliness being with, connected with singles. But you know, a lot of people get married and then they mm. isolate as mm. a couple. That's yeah. just as bad, if not worse. You can't worse. meet
2: all of each other's needs. No, it's not well, happening.
3: no. But people isolate as a couple, and uh, you gotta have you gotta have relationships that build you up and support you as a couple. You know, we really stress it for single adults, but then as couples, no, couples need other couples. We need to. I need to laugh with other couples. I need to have fun with other couples. I need to support and the encouragement of other couples as well.
2: Yeah. You get some role models, some um, fellowship people. They're, they're going through the same things, and you see they're doing it. It's like, okay, I can do this.
3: Yes, and so yeah, th- very, my wife thing. and I literally invite you to dinner. She does the cooking. I do the cleaning. And you come up, kinda, And mm-hmm. come out on March 10th, uh, again, lifecconline.com, and, and have dinner with a bunch of couples.
2: It's yeah, great. it was awesome.
1: Yeah, awesome. So what are some of the most common problems you see in relationships when people come to you with, with, when they're struggling?
3: That's a great question. I mean, it typically depends on the context, but I would say the very first thing that most people struggle with is their own uh, self-awareness. In other words, a a lot of people take things too personally. Mm -hmm. So something happens at work, and as an individual, I take, I personalize that thing way too much. I feel my emotions get out of control. The offense was relatively minor, but my emotions have blown up in marriage. You know, a husband or wife offend each other, right? But the emotions that follow after that offense can really be blown out of proportion so it i kinda think it takes a
2: life of its own exa- it just, really, just exactly just exactly. And, yeah, and the
3: same thing when single singles are dating you know something happens and they yeah. just you know they just blows up so i think you know having some uh some sense of uh self-awareness and being able to temper your emotions with just raw truth i mean the truth is that john didn't mean to offend you
2: that you know? intention is massive
3: yeah, well, trusting
2: the in, the good intentions of your partners well, is really important we
3: judge other people by their actions but we yes. judge ourselves by our intentions
2: yeah that's so, not what i meant
3: yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we yeah. yeah we we tend to be very harsh when judging others but we'll judge ourselves by our intentions
2: yeah, so I, that's actually something that um, I've learned recently, and, and I'm impl- uh, applying, it's one of my affirmations in the morning, John loves me and has good intentions, and I'm able to overlook a lot more stuff that way. That's right. You know, having that focus. I, I know he loves me. We've yeah. been married 25 years.
3: Yeah, and, and if, we've you, been at if you a guys while. know John, you know, he doesn't have a malicious bone in his body, he so really it's doesn't. like he, 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 Really doesn't you know. His character, you know, just from his character, he would never willfully hurt you. It just, it's just not, not, his not, it's not in his nature. Yes,
2: I'll say, I, I married a man with very good character.
3: Yes, yes. you did. Yes. Thank you. You done good. <laughs> awesome. No refunds.
2: <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons we're still together through through any and all the difficulties we've had over the years. Is is we don't consider option a divorce as an option. It's yeah. like, well, we're stuck with each other. We <laughs> might as well make it good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I found that when you take that approach and you decide, okay, we might as well just make it good rather than just living with it and tolerating however it is, that you actually do the work. And you make it good, and the relationship is stronger after that than it ever was before. And you get to have an experience. I get to – we get to have an experience that we wouldn't have had if we just gave up.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, you just said a few really huge words there. So one, uh, a- another common problem is, uh, say, for couples, um, you know, they'll come in for counseling, and we will hear all of their their stuff. And then I will say, well, <coughs> you know, how, how do you want – to what what is your idea your vision of a marriage look like and then they'll tell me all these wonderful things i say so how are you experiencing each other now in other words i want i want married, a husband and wife to experience each other differently if i don't think about how my wife is experiencing me in other words what am i bringing to the relationship what am i bringing to that conversation and not realize how that's affecting her, mm. then I'm basically checked out. So I want couples to experience each other differently in a way that matches up with their goals for the marriage. In other words, this is what you want for your marriage, but this is how you're acting. Is mm-hmm. this an alignment? This this not even alignment. If this okay. is what you want, you have to change your behavior. You have to change how you show up. Do you in have a
2: specific that? example that I don't mean to you know, pin you down, but I just, if you could shine a light on what that looks like when somebody's behavior is not lining up with what they really want for their marriage?
3: Well, okay, for example, um, if a husband and wife are having a fight, you know, just difficulties over a few little things, mm-hmm. it's very common for the husband to leave in the morning. The wife to leave in the morning, and all day long they're dwelling on those critical. (laughs) They're stewing on those critical little things, right? And so then you come home in the afternoon. I come home and I say, "Hi, honey, I'm home." And she, you know, and I'm faking it, right? I'm not. I'm not real. I've been stewing on her on what you know, all these little criticisms all day long. So when I come home and I say, "Hi, honey," she can see it on my face that I'm not really fully present.
2: You can't hide that stuff. No. Mm -mm.
3: However. If I think, you know what, I want to be able to come home and I don't want my wife to be afraid of me or my kids to be afraid of me or their dog to be afraid of me, (laughs) I want to be able to really come home and say, hi, honey, like seriously, then when I leave for work in the morning, I'm going to sow thoughts of desire for my wife all day. Mm. I'm going to sow thoughts of desire how I desire her relationally, how I desire her emotionally, how I desire her physically, how I desire her spiritually, like she's part of me. And if I actually think thoughts of desire for my wife all day long, when I come home, uh, I promise you I'm going to have a much better evening.
2: Yeah, you know? that, that makes sense to me. Yes. One of the things I teach in my class is um, you get what you focus on. Right. So if you're focusing on all that negative stuff, you will get more of that. Yes. It's like a guarantee. Yes. So, so you change to the positive that you do want, you'll you'll see more of that. You'll be creating more of
3: yeah. that. So how do I how do I want my wife to experience me? If I'm dwelling on negative stuff all day long, she's going to experience that. If okay. I dwell on positive things all day long, when I come home, she's going to experience some positivity. She deserves it.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate the specificity (laughs) of that.
3: (laughs) I dare you to say that again.
2: I don't think (laughs) I (laughs) could. Hey, listeners, you do have an opportunity to get support from the Michael Baggett. You can call us here at the studio at 866-576-1055. If you've got a struggle in a relationship and would like a little bit of support on that, give us a call. You're listening to the Impact Hour.
0: What if your next vacation were more than just a vacation? How about a refreshing getaway where you can find personal renewal and form uplifting relationships with other fellow conservatives? Join Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. This trip will be a great time to discuss the future of our country, all while sailing in paradise amidst the legendary Hawaiian Islands. We'll sail to some of the most beautiful islands in the world and see all the sights. Then at night you'll get together with Hugh, Larry, and Mike for a lively and interactive discussion on what's going on in our country while exchanging ideas about ways to chart a fresh course for our beloved nation. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise sets sail for seven days to August 11th through the 18th. For all of the details about this cruise, visit money1055.com or call 855-655-1335. Book your trip today. Are you
1: tired of feeling sick and tired? Are you constantly limited by your health and you want to get a more natural solution? My name's Dr. Tim Smith, and I help families change the way they view and manage their health at New Life Chiropractic every single day, getting natural solutions for common healthcare issues. If you want to learn more about how you can start changing your life for the better, visit our office at newlifechiropracticrockland.com or call 916 259 2682 and start changing the health of your family today.
5: Don't miss the Carmichael Chamber of Commerce's 9th Annual Person of the Year Awards Dinner Friday, March 16th at the beautiful Arden Hills Resort Club and Spa. This is Linda Melody, Executive Director of the Carmichael Chamber. Join us as we recognize Lena Fatt of the Fat Family Restaurants as our Person of the Year, along with other extraordinary business and community leaders. To register for this event benefiting Smiles for Kids, go to CarmichaelChamber.com or call 916 481 10 Zero two. Tickets sold in advance. See you there.
6: Get total freedom in your life safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Hi, I'm Steve Davis, an investor in thousands of units over the years. Now it's your turn. Del Walmsley has been my mentor for nearly 25 years, and he's taught over 100,000 people just like you the principles of financial freedom through live one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited and his national radio show. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that changed my life. The workshop gets you on the inside of what we do and what we believe and unlocks the five ways we make money in real estate. Just like your personal trainer, Lifestyles Unlimited will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866- Nine seven one eight nine seven zero, or go to fivewayswemakemoney.com. That's fivewayswemakemoney.com to register for the workshop that will change your life and let you stop worrying about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Hey Matt. Yes Rob. You've heard of the website eBay, right? Sure. The auction site? Yeah. Did you know we're
0: doing our own auctions at the radio station? We are. That's right. If you text the word auction to 349-1039 area code 916, that's the word auction to 349-1039 area code 916. It'll give you a link to awesome auctions from the radio station. Wow, that's cool. I love auctions. What kind of stuff can I bid on? A 36 week culinary academy program. The retail price is 19360 but I can bid as low as 500 bucks for this. Well, I have a friend that wants to be a chef. That would be great. I would love to bid on something like that. Yeah, check out this. You can get a Capital City Hot Tub Monterey Spa. You can bid as low as 500 bucks. You know what? My dad's looking for a hot tub, and he
1: would love to bid on something like that. This auction seems great.
0: Yeah, there's so many more things on here. Uh, I Level Learning Center, a full year of math and English tutoring. All you got to do is text the word AUCTION to 916-349-1039, and you can start bidding now.
2: Parents, do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com.
0: Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required
5: meaning significance satisfaction connection you can have it all learn how on the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 host john and rena will help you be a change agent a leader a hero Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com.
0: You are listening to The Impact Hour on Money 1055, where you live a life rich in meaning and significance.
1: Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We've been talking with Michael Baggett about relationships. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) 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 And uh, if you want to get more of Michael Baggett, he has a Facebook group. It's probably the best place, best way for you to connect with him. It's called Relationship Essentials Radio. It's a Facebook page. page. Uh, you can go on there and find out. Uh, I think you have past episodes from your show on there and other information on how they can connect with you. Yes. That's a great
2: resource. If, if you've got past episodes on your Facebook page, Relationships, Re- Relationship Essentials Radio, another thing I'm having a hard time pronouncing, that's a fantastic resource right there for people on relationships. Yeah, I think that's neat. great.
3: Yeah, and they can go to my Facebook page, Michael Baggett, but we're we're just transferring everything to the Relationship Essentials Facebook page, and we're on Friday. Friday's live right here on 105.5 at four o'clock, so you can hear us here too.
2: Very cool. Very
3: yeah, cool. but you can see us on Facebook. You guys and we're know. a rather attractive bunch, I'm just saying. <laughs> <you> know,
2: <there's... laughs> well, I, I listened on the air, so I, I didn't do that, but um, fun. Yeah. You guys have a lot of fun. We do. You keep it interesting and, and moving along, so check out the Relationship Essentials. Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm.
3: So, what is this assessment that you're doing? I heard it on oh, your radio before oh, my, we started. Yeah, my
2: radio ad. How fun. Yeah. Um, I offer a complimentary discovery session. Mm-hmm. So, I have a program called Be and Connect. And I help people to be aware of the experience that they're creating for other people. Really? And... Change that so that they get the responses back from people that they want.
3: Oh, that's great! Be and connect.
2: Be and connect.
3: And how do I get that? Find that assessment. You know, just
2: go to theimpacthour.com gotcha. and um, schedule. It's a it's a free session. You get to talk with me on the phone, you and me, for an hour. Really? And I I freely give from my wisdom and experience on relationships, and how some tips that people can take away even just from that appointment. Super. And if it makes sense for us to work together, we can talk about that too.
3: That's great. So discovery session
2: at the That's
3: awesome. Way Thank to go. Thank you. Good job. Assessments are very helpful. They really are.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's yeah. hard to it's hard to self assess sometimes. It really yeah, that's good. Yeah.
2: I get it, another set of eyes looking at your situation. Yeah,
3: I know cuz yeah. I look in the mirror in the morning, I think, "Oh, perfect. But <laughs> if this doesn't go that way." Yeah, I have a <laughs> default
1: template for assessments <laughs> and the template goes, "I'm good." Yeah,
3: right.
2: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
1: So I was wondering if you have any tips for handling conflict. You know, you nope. get into a conflict. Not at all.
2: And,
1: <laughs> and one or both in the relationship are triggered. There's a lot of emotions flying around. Yeah. And maybe there's a lot of blame. What does is, what is a person or a couple do when they're in the middle of that kind of conflict?
3: Yeah. The, the, there, you know, there's lots of answers for that. But the best one, I, 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 and I wish we were all sitting in the room together, but if you take a cup And let's just say I I have my cup here, and I'm going to fill it halfway full with coffee or whatever. Okay. That's the issue. The issue is the liquid that's in that cup, and that cup is halfway full. So I want to talk to you, John, and I want to talk about this issue. And then what happens is you say, an I state, or you statement. well, Michael, you did this last time, and that's like pouring water in the cup. Mm. And then I say, well, John, every time I talk to you, and then I pour that in the cup. And then you say something personal, or an attack, or something, and we keep pouring in the cup, and pretty soon the cup is flowing over, right? It's spilling all over the place. So I call it the cup of escalation. Okay.
4: Mm. And,
3: you know, it's really important when couples are in conflict to try to... to, Stop. (laughs) To just talk about the issue... And, you know, I say, you know, when you're going to bring up an issue of conflict, you have to um, not offend Mm -hmm. and not be offended. Because if I get offended in the conversation, I'm probably not going to react well. So, you know, you just got to focus on the issue. And sometimes when I'm doing counseling, I'll take like post-it cards like you have here Mm -hmm. and I'll go, well, that's one issue. And then, oh, here's another issue. Here's another. Let's take these issues one at a time. Uh-huh. Because when you're doing counseling, right, they'll yeah. lay out one issue and you start getting into it. And next thing you know, all these, you know, four different issues are running yeah. running all together. It's easy to do. It's all like a giant hairball all tangled together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <It's, laughs>
4: yeah. <it> out.
3: <laughs> you can't fix it that way. You have okay. to just do the one issue. So don't let the cup spill over. No. Yeah. R- one of the
1: things we've learned a lot of times is the issue that's on the table actually isn't the real issue. That's true. That what's really going on is you know, maybe what happened with my third-grade teacher or you know, with my dad when I was growing up or whatever, and that's all over involved in it too. And what's actually on the table, the surface stuff, really isn't all that relevant
3: yeah that's particularly true in blended families or remarried couples is that we tend to project oh. our former spouse on our new spouse it's, that
2: makes a lot of sense
3: yeah it's it's true yeah you
2: just carry it forward and and look there it is again yeah, That's because we brought it yeah, forward.
3: And, yeah, and so when what happens with um, uh, couples when they go through divorce, right? Then you're single for a while and you feel fine. You think everything is good, mm-hmm. and you get married to Mister Wonderful or Missus Wonderful, right? And then a lot of those issues that you weren't having to deal with as a single person, now you're having to deal with because you're another, you're married again, and so some of those issues come back. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel like you had them, and then they come back when you get remarried. Now it's cool that you're remarried, but just try to you know be aware that your new husband isn't your old husband. Mm. Well, it's a great caveat old, yeah.
2: because I, I could see what, what you described makes a lot of sense to me. I haven't been through a divorce, been married 25 years. and But if a person were to have problems, get divorced, it looks like the problems went away because if we're yes. assuming the problem was the other person,
3: exactly. now
2: it's fixed. Yes. you know, But if the problem is indeed with us which a lot of times it is, then we just bring it into the new relationship. Yes,
3: and that you don't mean sense. to. It's not even conscious. Not. It's a totally subconscious thing. Yeah. For example, my wife and I were married. Uh, she had three kids again when we got married. We had one more. So there's, there's four kids sitting around the table. We're eating, we're eating dinner. And at like 6 o'clock, 6.30, we ran out of milk. So I said, honey, I'm going to go to the store and get some more milk. And without missing a beat, she said, are you coming back? And I went, well, well am I coming back? Like, what does that mean? just so happens a couple of days later, we had an appointment with our therapist. And I said, the other day, Judy asked me if I was coming back. And then Judy said, well, that's because my dad left, my older brother left, my younger brother left, my former husband left. My, these guys, they, they, wouldn't, they would leave and not come back. Yeah. and we had already been married four years. I always right. came back, right? You know, in hindsight, I thought, well, no, I'm not coming back. I'm going to go go to happy hour or something. I'm going to go shoot pool with my buddy. because there.
2: you said that. Right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, but <laughs> I I didn't I didn't understand the context right. for the question, mm. and that was it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Even was, after
3: being married for four years,
2: it it wasn't enough to take care of that insecurity that she naturally felt. Right?
3: No. In, right.
2: Until you really shine a light on that yes. and deal with it.
3: So the cool thing, yeah. our therapist was really good, and she, she talked about how Judy needed security. So I spent literally the next six years, whenever we'd have a fight, I'd say, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving. Because wow. she was anticipating that I would leave every time we had a fight.
2: Wow. Did that take extra, like, was that hard for you at all? Like in the moment of being really angry and in in the middle of your conflict,
4: just oh, to,
3: to reassure you. Yeah, her. of course. It's, it's, yeah. it's sure. It's difficult. It, it just makes takes sense. a lot of patience and a lot of understanding and, and a lot not, of
2: compassion. Not, not
3: taking it personal, too.
2: Yeah. It's like
3: that. You got it. You know, yeah. All right. What
2: do you got on not taking it personal? Because I think that's a really big one.
3: It's huge in every area of life. I mean, we take everything personally. And. Um, like we said earlier, you know John well enough to know that his intentions are good, mm-hmm. and his intentions are good because his character is good. So, for example, a lot of times in, in counseling, or particularly if I'm um, working with employees in a nonprofit organization, okay, uh, there's a conflict, and somebody would, would would bring up a conflict, and I would say, well, tell me about Jason. You know Jason, and this is who you're having this conflict. Is he a good person? Yes. Well, I mean, do other people like him? Yes, is he competent? Yes. So, th- is this behavior that you're suspecting that he had with you? Do you believe that he would intentionally do something to hurt? You? Well, no. Well, so if the offense doesn't line up with the character, you know, that's you got to look at that and go, well, maybe it's not how I think. In other words, I Jason said something and I took it very personally. But Jason really wasn't, it wasn't about me at all. I just personalized it, and then I blew up with a bunch of emotion, and now I am bitter or angry at Jason when he doesn't even know why.
2: So when you say personalize it, you mean believing that they intended to hurt you?
3: Yeah, Or exactly. upset
2: you yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. when, like that's exactly what they meant to do, and they nailed it.
1: They did it on purpose. Yes.
2: Well,
3: it's almost not. Yeah, but it feels. It maybe it may not even be that far, but it feels like they disrespected me.
4: Hmm. Yeah,
3: they dishonored okay, me. Okay. They you know slandered me. They di- Sometimes it's just not personal at all. I don't think most people run around trying to offend everybody. Everybody else. I yeah. just don't think that people do that.
2: I, I think those are the exceptional. That's a, you're yeah. right. I think that's very
3: rare. Y- yes. No. I mean, unless you're in D.C. <laughs> 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 and there you go. <laughs>
1: that's funny. So you mentioned earlier about self-awareness, that there needs to be more self-awareness. I thought you might talk more about that.
3: Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's tough. I mean, again, um, I think i i i, I don 't want to be wrong and um, if if i 'm wrong what that does is it hurts my ego it helps my, it hurts my self esteem and I always want to uh, I, I want to guard that sometimes like a vicious dog uh. but sometimes it for example there's we would say this everybody would say this if you make a mistake matter of fact, I just posted it on Facebook this morning uh, a really cute quote it was a kid squatting down. Getting ready, he was on the ball field and he's got his glove on and he's like, Look, you know, playing shortstop and he's getting ready for a ball. And it says, You know, how do you get through mistakes? You know, recognize you made a mistake, own the mistake, and, you know, move on, Uh basically. And that's the thing, a lot of times we don't want to own or take responsibility for our mistakes. I just watched uh, somebody in a nonprofit organization get um, their. Supervisor came alongside them and showed them some areas where they were in a deficit. They just weren't not performing well,
2: which is reasonable in a work setting.
3: Yes, right? absolutely. It needs
2: to be and done And you know sometimes.
3: what? I have I told this guy afterward. I have never seen this level of ownership. He was a little upset at first, but a few hours later, he completely owned everything. And you know how much? You know, like when somebody and somebody in, somebody in the public. Uh, domain, you know, they make a mistake and they own it. You uh-huh. know how we all that's like refreshing. that. That's yes.
2: refreshing. Yeah, really.
3: Is. So we yeah. just need to own it. It's no big deal. We all make mistakes. Why do we we set ourselves up like we're supposed to be flawless people and then we don't own our mistakes?
2: Yeah, yeah, that that's harmful. It really is. It's offensive. So, So much really great stuff. And I know that we need to go to a break. I want to remind the listeners that you can get more of Michael Baggett and his great relationship advice at Facebook's Relationship Essentials Radio. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Parents, do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at TheImpactHour.com.
0: Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at TheImpactHour.com. Some assembly required
5: meaning significance satisfaction connection you can have it all learn how on the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 host john and rena will help you be a change agent a leader a hero move through your world touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning listen to the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 your impact matters you matter Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at TheImpactHour.com.
0: Now back to The Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5.
1: Welcome back to The Impact Hour. We've been talking about relationships.
3: Yeah. And uh,
1: (laughs) we've been talking a little bit about uh, self-awareness, and I wanted to dive into that a little bit more. I know from from my personal experience, a part of my own self-awareness is to understand what what does get me triggered.
2: Like, like why on earth what, did I respond like that? Some
1: people call it our push buttons, mm. and for the longest time, for years and years and years, I never understood why I had those push buttons, mm. and and I knew I had them. They would come up and rah, you know, and my emotions are rah, and you know, and, and I'm taken out in the situation. Like I really can't respond. Uh, very well to to what's going on in the situation. Certainly
2: not productive.
1: Not productive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, not happening. And a part of my self awareness is to learn why are those there? What happened to me in my past? That you know, what lies did I come to believe? What lies am I trying to fight and to rail against? And you know, where where do those come from? Is that oh, is that some of the stuff that you work with with couples?
3: You know, yeah. I think uh, I, it, I I think there's a place for counseling. Um, but I'm kind of more of a coach. Mm. For example, um, this morning I was getting ready for work and I noticed that my uh, my roommate had left the. Um, we live with we take care of a, a guy in our house, but anyway, he left the vacuum cleaner out. Well, I could have either taken that like, man, that's so disrespectful. He left the vacuum cleaner out, or I can just go. Oh, he left the vacuum cleaner out. No, Dude, I'd be
2: like, oh, my up. gosh, he used the vacuum. That's you know, said. Awesome. Yeah, right? <laughs>
3: you know, just, you know, wrap the cord up, put it away. No big deal. It's like, you know, I can either make that, take that really personally or I can just kind of, you know, let it go. But self-awareness to say, why, you know, why am I going to get angry about why would I want to get angry? Like, it's really, you just have to stop and, and be, again, usually the emotional response to something that happens is way overblown. Mm-hmm. And
2: completely out of proportion.
3: But we but we yeah. run around going, let's be tolerant about each other. Let's love each other. Let's do this. Uh, and we sorry, always that talk. Sorry, that makes
2: my face do a funny thing when people say tolerant or tolerate. Oh, it makes me crazy. Because to me, that implies that you're really quite angry about it and you really don't care for it at all, but you're going to put up with it.
3: Absolutely. got
2: to change the un- underneath, you know, what's going no, on I there.
3: don't like that word tolerant at all. I think yeah. acceptance is a much better yeah. – let's ooh, just accept wait, wait, wait. one another for who we are. How
2: about love?
3: Love, love. We can Aww. accept – you know, That's if you want awesome. to love – so I think tolerance. Tolerant is a really low bar. You're right.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, low bar. Yeah, next is acceptance and then the highest being love,
3: coming from Uh, a place of love. I mean, I don't care who you voted for. I don't care how you feel about that sort of stuff. It really should not be a divisive, you know, thing.
2: Yeah, feel free to have your opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Well, not only feel free, but I accept your opinion. Like, I'm cool with you having that opinion. That's okay with me.
2: You know what I think is neat? When you when it comes to, like, political differences and stuff, what I see is you get the conservatives and you have the liberals. But if you get down to their core values and what they really want, True. they tend to value exactly the same thing. They just have different opinions on how to achieve it.
3: Yeah. Well, and, again, I think that, our, you know, leaders, leaders teach us how to um, – how to argue. And our, I think our leaders are doing exactly that, Wow, <laughs> That's you know, how they're
2: leading. That's a,
3: yeah, it's true. Argue like this. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Just watch an election. I try
2: not go. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live I under a rock, to. and I like my rock
3: very yeah, right.
1: much. <laughs>
2: I'm pretty unplugged.
1: So here's a different kind of topic here. Uh-oh. How do couples have more of God in their marriage?
3: That's a great – you know, um, so I think that a lot of times we, uh, you know, in church or whatever – um, spirituality or faith that you practice we learn how to do that on an individual basis and um, we can stick to that i mean as individual. but when we get married it's very difficult to practice your faith as a married couple because now you're both you know merging your values and your time and all of your responsibilities together and then practicing that faith so I think you have to be very intentional. I think you have to really uh, be patient with one another. You always have to go back to the spiritual values that you have. In other words, um, if my wife and I differ on something, for example, let's just say we we differ on how we want to spend money, but our common
2: fa- common problem
3: common problem, right? Mm-hmm. But our faith says, uh, you know, li- you know, spend on what you on what you need. And then save the rest, right? Just mm-hmm. real simple practices don't get into debt, stuff like that. So if we go back to that value, that value should answer our questions as to how we spend our money. we don't need to argue about whether I buy a couch or not, or you know what I, that's that's a that's an insignificant argument the bigger the bigger value is well, honey, this is how much money we have this month. this is what we need, this is what we've agreed to save, and this is you know whatever so just that value will guide our. Uh, purchasing decisions.
2: So I think having, a, it sounds to me like having a, a conversation to identify and solidify those because that wasn't um, a part of our, our marriage ceremony. We didn't have to sit down and identify our values, be in agreement on our values. So I think having a conversation about it could be helpful to, because more than likely we are on the same page. We just don't always, you know, give words to it.
3: Yeah. It's the same way with raising kids. You know, if you can have a value for, okay, our kid's in fourth grade now. He knows how to do his homework. He knows to brush his teeth. And you just settle on certain values. You don't have to argue about all those little things all the time. You can just kind of settle in on a a longer-term value. Uh, For example, our value is that we attend church. That's something we do. And so we don't plan other things on Sunday. It's a value we both have, so we both know what we're doing Sunday. There's no debate, right? Right. So just like that, in the same way, if you can determine common values, it eliminates a lot of conflict about your decisions. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So that
1: relates to having more God in the marriage by sharing values from a spiritual perspective.
3: Yeah, exactly. I think your faith generally determines a lot of your values, and thus if it determines your values, it should also determine your behavior, mm-hmm. you know, in, in congruency with those values. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. How about having um the the couple spending time with God together?
3: Oh, I know it's sure. kind
2: of deep, but
3: It is. It's really hard for couples to do that. So, I mean, um, every couple is going to have their own comfort level. So I don't make specific prescriptions about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, whatever you can read, a, uh, like my wife will read a book and she'll share with me the highlights.
2: Yeah. Or she's I love reading, when John does that for you me.
3: Know, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't want to read the whole book. I, I'm reading the <laughs> other book. You know, just give me the highlights. Give me, give me the cliff notes. And the same thing with the devotional. If I'm doing a devotional or she's doing a devotional and she sees something interesting, she'll say, hey, do you want to hear it? I'll like, sure. You know, oh, that's or neat. Like last so you're
2: you're both kind of doing your own separate, but you share with each other what you're doing. Exactly. In your yeah. understanding of God and in applying it.
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah there's just, there's cool. just so that just kind of keeps us on the same page and yeah, it's it's good. Um, that's nice. Yeah. I like there's that. There's lots of things you can. I mean, that's another reason for going to. Ch- you know, if you go to church, it's just it's a good thing because you. You get to talk about the message afterwards. You get mm-hmm. to spark some sparks conversation. Actually, it's a good excuse to go to lunch after church anyway. So <laughs> hey, we've been doing you know. that
2: for over 25 yeah, years. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and then,
3: you know, you get, to, you get to mix it up with some other people as well. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a really, if you're in the right church and you can meet some other people that share your values, your spiritual values, that's priceless.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so you don't feel like you're doing it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: What do you recommend for couples to grow closer together?
3: Um. Yeah. How do you grow closer together? That's a great question. I think um, one of the things that my wife learned very, inter- uh, very early was that we had different interests. I love to fish. And she loves to ride I horses. I
2: always think of bass fishing when I yes, think of you. It's, you it's very interesting. You I, enough think of sermons that. I've heard yeah. you know, <laughs> about bass fishing, apparently. So
3: one of the ways we grew closer together is not to be offended when I want to go fishing or when she wants to go ride horses, right? Cool. We accept one another for those times when we're alone, and we actually encourage each other to do that. So, you know, like I think part of growing closer is just to be able to continue to uh, encourage those things that really are life giving. For you as an individual, my wife will never say no. I don't want you to go fishing. I want you to stay home and do the garden. She would say no, go fishing. And that's and the you're m-
2: better when you come back together. Yeah, totally, you're you're yes. filled up, rejuvenated. Oh yeah, but when having co- recreated.
3: Yeah, when yes. couples get needy and clingy and that sort of, it's just it's really hard. You got to have a life outside of your. Uh, you got you have to be full yourself. You have to be happy yourself. You have to wake up and decide I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to depend on my wife to make me happy. And if I'm actually able to be happy, that means I'm happier with her.
2: That takes the but load I'm expe- off of the spouse. Exactly.
3: If I'm expecting her to make me happy, well, I'm going to have a hard time.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Mike, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Well, thank you, Rena. For listeners, if you guys want more of Michael Baggett and his relationship advice and support, go to Facebook's uh, Relationship Essentials Radio. It's yep. a Facebook page there. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the Impact Hour.